Aloha. Aloha and welcome. It is three o'clock here at KNKR LP 96.1. We are so excited. FM Kohala. We are so excited to have you here today for Intuitive Talk Story. I'm Mikkel Anna and I'm my normal co-host, Miss Isla, is off in fabulous travels at this time. We send her lots of love wherever she's in the moment. And I uh, look forward to her return. But I do have a special guest with me here today, Miss um, Michelle Melendez, who is the founder of Stand Together Hawaii, and uh, working to create some sovereign solutions. So I'd like to uh, let her introduce herself and tell you a little bit about herself. Hey, aloha, everyone. Super glad to be here. Um, so my family's been on island for 25 years, and I got here uh, January 2019. So I've been on, on the island uh, off and on for many, many years, but mainly for the past four years. Been loving, loving, loving the aloha here and the way of life here. Absolutely life-changing for myself. And uh, I'm actually a fitness and wellness trainer, and I've been in the fitness industry for 27 years. Uh, Blossom Inner Wellness is my uh, is my fitness business, but I started StandTogetherHawaii.com because I was questioning a lot of things, and I always like look deeper into uh, not just the narrative of what the media is telling us, but also really what is going on and why it's going on, and uh, that's when uh, Stand Together Hawaii was started. So it was started uh, actually many years, about three years ago. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. And, and uh, so today, Michelle's been kind of covering and doing her own um, newscasts and podcasts regarding what's been happening on Maui and the fires and kind of keeping people informed and doing a lot of research and fact-finding, um, which she's going to do some sharing with us today about that. And I just want to put out there right now that just at this very moment, there is a hearing going on today that you can watch live on the Instagram of Kako'o Haleakala, um, which is K-A-K-O-O underscore H-A-L-E-A-K-A-L-A. And that is on Instagram, and there is an actual hearing happening right now in Lahaina regarding um, a lot of things. Uh, So I don't claim to be very knowledgeable about that hearing, but I think Everyone should go check it out if you're wanting to know more more nitty-gritty about what's happening today on the ground. We're going to kind of discuss what has been happening up till today and some of the things that Michelle has found. And I want to just say here and now that all of the opinions, beliefs, and views of the host and co-host do not necessarily reflect those of KNKR or their affiliates. We are presenting today information to the best of their ability that is factual based on that which has been discovered to present to our community and our listeners about what's really going on out there. And and for me, it's really about asking questions, asking questions and being comfortable asking questions because we need to ask questions and think through things. And if we do that, we usually find the truth. And if we're not willing to ask the question, then we need to, what's, what's up with that? Because anything that we're not willing to put on the microscope, there's a reason, right? So if, we're, if everything checks out and we're all good here, then hey, yeah, put it under the microscope. I got no holes. So that's what we're kind of doing here today is just putting some things under the microscope, asking some questions. 
So Michelle, I'm going to hand it over to you. For oh, it was so much mahalo for, uh, again, inviting me. So when the fires went down and uh, Lahaina was burning, there was so many questions, especially about what burned and what did not burn. What burned and, and so <laughs> what burned and what did not burn. So what I did was um, there was an arborist in California, and I contacted him be, and uh, did an interview with him on my YouTube channel, which is BlossomInnerWellness.com, or Blossom Inner Wellness on YouTube. And it has over 400,000 views so far, and it's been actually split up, and a lot of people using it on t uh, different splices on TikTok and Instagram and different, different areas. But um, what was absolutely amazing about this arborist is that he's gone to 38 different fire locations over a hundred times in California, in Canada. He's been researching this and he started, he said, researching it when it hit Santa Rosa because it was really close to him. And when he went to the fire, he was looking at it thinking, this does not look like a wildfire. He, again, he actually um, is a, a forensic arborist. He's been in studying plants for 48 years. He said he, he knew all of the plants in California, all the trees in California before he graduated high school. And um, so this man is very, very knowledgeable about this. So I really wanted to interview him and uh, I was one of the f uh, second person to interview him. And he's very private. Some people were like, what's his channel? But he doesn't want a channel. But anyway, going back to the interview that I did with him around the Maui fires, he actually created, and you can actually find this web, this, this whole interview, again, YouTube, Blossom Inner Wellness, and you can find it. It says 48 year arborists uh, shares insights that the Maui fire was not a wildfire because he absolutely says it's not. He said, um, there's no way a wildfire will not burn the trees. He said, you will not find foli f foliage still on the trees in a wildfire. He's, and he also uh, was talking about, the, and I, I asked him, I said, why? I said, that fire was so hot that it melted aluminum, that it melted glass. And he said, Michelle, he said, that's also what you want to look at. A fire, a wildfire is 1,400 degrees. Something that melts glass and melts aluminum is uh, up to 2,400 degrees. And he said that, that what happens with the trees is a lot of time that we, we've seen videos of trees burning from the inside. And the reason why is because it's actually cooking the water that's inside the tree not cooking the tree. And I said, um, I said, but I was really, really curious about this. I said, okay, but how in the world can you have a fire that doesn't burn the tree right next to it, but burns the car or, or you know, melt, like literally incinerates the house to ash? I said, that's, that's a fire. He goes, he said that the reason why was because the fire, the chemicals that created this fire didn't recognize the organic material, that the fire is actually a diff different chemistry than a wildfire. The wildfire goes through, and when it goes through, it turns trees to stumps, to black sticks. He said, in a wildfire, you will see black sticks. That's the only thing left of a tree. You're not going to see the whole tree. You're not going to see the foliage. You're not going to see um, houses completely turned to ash. He said, you will see a house 
with the foundation and maybe there's still the stove, you know, the, the skeleton of the stove or the skeleton of the toilet. But we don't see that in this fire. It's, it's white ash. And the cars, he said, he said, a wildfire doesn't melt glass. It'll break the glass, but it won't melt it. It won't melt all the door handles on, on the cars, which every single car's door handles were gone. He said it doesn't melt a block, the, um, uh, make a hole in the block of the engine. And so he said every single tire that had aluminum around it was gone. So it was melted. You could actually see a stream of aluminum coming down like a little uh, water. He said that, and then that's the reason. He said that he had a picture from Maui, and I think it was Maui now that uh, was the picture came from, I'm not sure. But he said um, uh, right next to the house that burned and the car that was, or the house that was incinerated and turned to ash and the car that was melted, right next to it, you know, maybe 100, 200 yards, were eucalyptus trees. He said eucalyptus is one of the most quickest burning tree. He said you could actually take green leaves from the eucalyptus tree and get a lighter and light them on fire. He said when he was camping that he would actually grab eucalyptus leaves and put them in his fire. And he said if you do that in a uh, campfire, you better stand back because they will ignite right away. So he said, but they didn't burn in this fire. This tree that burned so quickly and so fast did not burn. And I, I was shocked. I was like, I was like the, the chemistry of the fire doesn't recognize the organic chemistry of the tree. That's why they didn't burn. That's so a very interesting concept. Blew my mind. I, I feel like that's a very interesting concept that I'd um, love to understand even a little more. That sounds very interesting to, to deepen into that particular interview. So I suggest taking a look at that. Again, can you mention that channel again? Go to YouTube. Go to Blossom Inner Wellness. Blossom and then Inner I-N-N-E-R Wellness. And that's my channel. And this, you have to go to videos and then scroll down a little bit uh, to find. It'll, it'll read the 48-year arborist shares insights that Maui fire was not a wildfire. Very interesting. And, and that's kind of, you know, this is an intuitive talk story show. And we, norm- we normally talk about a lot of things in our inner work and things we're facing um, out there and how we're navigating our spiritual practice and what we're doing. And today we're really talking intuitively think going what we're seeing out there we all need to use our intuition and and think is that check in with me is what i'm seeing or being told out in the world check in with me we've been through a number of things up till now in the last four years and um, at this point in this big wonderful earth game I, I think that many of us are starting to maybe ask more questions. And I think that's a really good idea. And so asking questions, there's none of this that, she, that Michelle just offered. It doesn't make sense, right? That doesn't make sense. Why would these things burn when we've got eucalyptus trees that catch on fire so quickly sitting right next to it, and yet we've got metal burned and completely liquefied? We've got glass liquefied and melted these things don't make sense 
see. And so when we start critically thinking, and, and I, you know, Isla and I talk a lot about these kind of things where we've kind of forgotten about our critical thinking. And I think this is bringing that critical thinking w- without asking Siri or Google or, you know, anyone on the black box. What do we think about it? What's going on? Does that make sense to me? I, I know you, and I know you've got some, some more things here that you'd love to share. So Give it to us, girl. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I also interviewed a 33-year fire captain. And um, this, this man, again, confirmed everything that the arborist was saying. And then we talked about the Lahaina, um, the tur- what was it called? Uh, I'm not going to butcher this name. It was the, t- the termal, ter- anyway, this thing in the water. That, that they were saying, uh, one of the news stations was saying, oh, there's this tourmaline. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But anyway, it's basically tea. Tourmaline? Tourmaline? No, no, not tourmaline. What is it that you just... It's, a, it's actually TNT. It's actually TNT that they found in the drinking water. It's also in oh, it's paint thinner. It's a chemical. It's a chemical that they found in the Lahaina mm-hmm. drinking water. Oh, okay. And they... Um, it's also in glue. It's also in paint thinner, mm. but it's mostly used as TNT. So mm. I asked this fire captain, is it normal to have TNT, this, ter- I'm not going to try to say it anymore, uh, this chemical in drinking water after a fire? And he said, no, that is not normal. And I said, um, I asked him because there was uh, a woman who lost her 14-year-old son and she said she walked in to think that, you know, the body, his body was going to be gone, right? Because when a fire burns, it burns the human body to ash. And usually the only thing that's left is the dental, the, te- the teeth, to Dons, be able to yeah. recognize the person. His body was completely there. It was just charred. His hair that Whoa. he was holding his dog, what? the hair wasn't gone, uh, the fur. What? Yeah, it's like, what is going on? I said, is this normal? You just have a charred body? And the fire captain again said, nope, that is not a wildfire. A, a wildfire would completely turn that body to ash, again, just leaving the dental work and uh, the teeth um, if, it wasn't, uh, if it was a regular normal fire. So that was very, very questionable. Mm-hmm. That is definitely, these, are very, these don't make sense, you know, and that's just, just as a critically thinking person, I go, what? That doesn't make sense. I think we need to ask more questions, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely, yeah. And then uh, I was watching the governor on the United Nations uh, speaking at the United Nations, and and um, he completely. I did a whole video on this, you guys, and he completely lied. He was lying, and I I, I did a whole video on this, and it says you know. Uh, governor goes to the UN and lies. And how he was lying was he basically was saying that this was climate change. Oh, we're in climate change now, everybody. Okay, so I looked this up. Did you know that there are six over, over 1,600 scientists, climatologists, meteorologists, geologists from all over the world all over the world, over 1,600 have signed a declaration saying there is no climate emergency. Then I was like, okay, this is amazing and totally going against what the governor is saying about climate change. And I'm going to say why. What everyone's telling us really Why? Why they're doing this. The reason why they're doing this, well, also, let me just say who else I found exactly saying the exact same thing. The founder of the Weather Channel. 
He's a meteorologist. He had he, he's won tons of awards. He's been on um, Good Morning America, CNN, and he's stating the same thing. There's no climate emergency. And then a professor, his name is a uh, 50-year meteorologist, worked for the, um, the uh, uh, American Navy. He also not only stated there's no climate emergency, he showed this thing called uh, the Malkovich cycle and how the Earth goes in an elliptical sh form around the sun. And we actually were the closest to the sun, which would make the earth the hottest. We were the closest to the sun 8,000 years ago. He said, we're actually going toward, the earth is actually cooling. And he actually showed where we are on the elliptical again uh, with, the, with the sun. And so, the, so I was... I was like, okay, and many wow. other geologists mm -hmm. I've, I've found said the same thing. Very interesting. And again, knowledge is power. When we listen to people of different backgrounds and we get different opinions and we put them together and we're willing to intake the information and put it under the microscope with a lot of neutrality. So today, if any of this is, you're going, oh, that's not true. If, if that's coming up for you out there, just want to throw out there, get neutral. That's what we do here, Intuitive Talk Story. We are all about getting neutral, using our tools to come into harmonic balance. So I can be here listening, experiencing, and make really neutral decisions, choices, and see what's really right in front of us, right? That's the goal here as we move through the earth game. So just want to impart that I know some of this stuff that we're talking about is not easy to talk about. And we're also dealing with... A lot of people have been deeply affected, and I want to say right now to the families and all of those who've been affected by these fires that our prayers, our hearts, and our support deeply go out to truth and everything coming to light and those people being nourished, having what they need and being restored to their lands and restored to their homes and being fully supported by the powers that be to do so. And so, you know, a lot of this is asking about accountability on, on who, who's going to help that happen, who, you know, what, what has really taken place here. We want to know as citizens, we want to know what's really going on. We don't want to be in the dark. We want to have tools and we want to understand what's going on so we can be proactive. I will say right now, one place we can be directly proactive is that direct Venmo to families. That's one way you can give money directly right now on the Instagram. And, and that was uh, Lahaina. Um, I have that for you. Uh, one second. That is Lahaina underscore Ohana underscore Venmo. So that is one way you can directly help today, giving some money to people who really need it. And then there's a lot of other things we can do, which we're going to get into right now. I think you've got some some legal things and based on mm -hmm. some uh, stuff that... Yeah, well, uh, very much we're questioning things. So I, I just wanted to mention like why. So much, there's a lot of people like, why are they doing this, Michelle? Why why would they do this? You know, and uh, there's a reason and it's because it's, it's called sustainable pro planning and development. Uh, Rosa Courier, she's a 30-year, uh, was, she has transitioned on to her next life. And uh, she was a 30-year Cal California chief transportation officer and a commercial uh, eminent domain evaluator. And she actually started studying the sustainable planning and development because she was, uh, she had a, a court case. So she started studying it and she realized and she 
couldn't believe it. And she started taking this information to city council members all over the country. She realized the sustainable planning and develop de- development will actually destroy our freedoms. And this is something that every single American, every single Hawaiian, because I know where we are in Hawaii, really needs to understand the game they're playing here right now. Um, Maui was and is actually set to be the first smart city uh, during uh, the period of 2011 and 2016. There had been a smart community project, and it's called Jumpstart Maui, and it was held in the Hawaii Islands on Maui. And um, this is uh, this w- is a smart city, large scale, widespread development where the, they are going to bring in electric vehicles and smart community with people walking and only being able to bike. And this was going to be through the um, and I'm looking at my notes here through the uh, right through Lahaina. There was is where part of this transportation uh, the is called transient orient development goes right through Lahaina. It's 3.6 miles of Hano. Uh, okay, you guys, I'm going to probably butcher this name. Hano uh, Pilani Highway that connects Lahaina with the Kanapali uh, area, and it's an action planned. Uh, and that's but they couldn't they couldn't do something like that in Lahaina because Lahaina is a historical city, a historical town. So they couldn't destroy, they couldn't take down these towns and this to create this corridor, to create this transient corridor. But now they can, they got a clean slate. Well, and even more than that, um, there were some, and, and maybe you know more about this, but I was, uh, for that the zoning laws were changed just, how long? Uh, three weeks, three weeks before the fire, Governor Green Uh, did a emergency proclamation, housing emergency proclamation, when there was no emergency. This has never been done in the United States. And, um, And I know this is not the United States where we're at, just FYI. But the governor, he uh, suspended seven laws. He suspended the Sunshine Law, which is public testimony. He suspended uh, different laws regarding land and housing rights that he suspended. And he actually uh, put the Sunshine Law back because he got so much, so many people were upset. You know, they, after the Lahaina fires, uh, the Maui fires, what happened was they, they did a meeting on Oahu when none of the Lahaina victims could go. They didn't have anything. So thank God, you know, there's so much ohana here on the islands that the Oahu uh, people went, spoke for the Lahaina people. But it, it was, the, the governor actually created this board of unelected officials to talk about the the next step for housing in Maui without the Maui people though. Not only that, but the governor walked out before he before any testimony was given. They started the meeting and he left. Because in my opinion, I don't know if I can say this on the air. I'm not gonna say this on the air. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I did see a clip of that that whole scene, scene. I saw a woman talking about that who was a woman who was speaking public testimony. I did see part of that, uh, that you're talking about that hearing. And she spoke to that saying, you know, I felt very disrespected that Governor Green walked out before our testimonies. It does not show good faith. I myself watched him just recently do it, um, you know, a, a pitch on what needs to happen. I, I 
I'm not very political myself, but I, I did watch some of that um, that I saw. And what I felt personally was I just did not feel any care. I did not feel a person that cared about his people. I did not feel that it was um, heartfelt or compassion or any sort of uh, care for what is really going on here. And boy, that was really hard to swallow uh, to hear him give this really technical, nonchalant, who gives a, you know, I don't care kind of report that makes it just sound like these, like it's nothing. And, and, you know, on top of that, like, you know, we had our own president do some some talks himself that were also just as de- belittling and completely not genuine. And, and now that doesn't feel good. That doesn't put faith in our on, on the people that the powers that be. That does not put your people's faith in you. And so, you know, at this point, it's like we have to go back to your intuition you know, use our intuition, not what, oh, well, that's silly. Just go along with the program. A lot of people want to say that. And then you might think, what did I just say? Go along with the program. Hello. So it's all a program, right? So we want to dismantle that programs that we've been talking about and open our minds. And so, again, we got to be willing to reach in and ask questions. We got to be willing to look at this stuff, even though it's really not necessarily comfortable, because we do have the power to change it as we start asking for accountability and we we aren't willing to sit back and just say, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the other thing that happened, and people need to know this, is that Mayor Bisson, who's, as Peggy Hall says, been missing because we haven't seen him for a while speaking to the public. But what he did and in April of this year was he actually upped the emergency fund from $3 million to $40 million in Maui. So that's what he wow. did. Uh, the other thing I want to share, which is really important to understand, is that right after the fires, the first thing out of the governor's mouth was... I'm looking for ways for the state to acquire the land for workforce housing. So this man does not say, we're making sure all the people are taken care of, have food and water and shelter. We're looking for people. We're seeing if there's any survivors. No, 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 no. Out of the mouth, out of his mouth, I'm looking for ways for the state to acquire Hawaiian land and create workforce housing. When does Ohana have workforce? The other place I found work the word workforce, let me tell you this. The Maui County Finance Director, Scott Teru- Te- Teruya, had been appointed to a national exploratory committee that will look into how artificial intelligence could potentially help local government. So they're looking for ways the AI is supposed to be the first Go, it's supposed to AI is supposed to be the first island, the first area that is governed by AI, and this is where the other part, the other workforce housing, also comes in. It says the 15 committee members, representing elected and appointed county officials from across the country, will focus on examining county governance policies and practices, operations, and services for con- constituents, public trust, privacy, and security issues, and workforce productivities and skills development so workforce what is workforce what do you when you're you're listening to this when you hear the word workforce what is that what do you feel for me i feel a slave i feel oh a workforce you're going to make me do workforce and forcing you to do work (laughs) 
Yeah. You know, so this is, this sounds like sci-fi. This sounds crazy. This is why I created um, a standtogetherhawaii.com. Standtogetherhawaii.com. You go to that website, you're going to see all my research. You're going to see everything on the Maui fires that I've, that I have. And um, you'll see also about the mosquitoes and about, um, uh, there was one other thing that's, that's on there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, doctors, the doctors speaking out. So those are the things on standtogetherhawaii.com. So thank you, Michelle, for that. Uh, this is uh, what you just said about, I want to say about Josh Green and about the speech. I did watch this speech that he gave. I can't remember who it was to. Was it the UN? The UN. It United was Nations. the UN, right? Mm-hmm. And I did watch it and I was appalled because he basically turned the entire Lahaina fire thing. He said it was a 17-minute hurricane fire, which is a lie. It was an all-day burning fire into the night. There were many things. I think you have a list of stuff here on that. Oh, my gosh, Right, that we're going to go through. But there was many things. There was no water. Water was turned off. People were blockaded in. The list is really rather long. I want to mention another person that I, I've seen doing a lot of on the ground on Maui, Hawaii uh, Real Estate, I believe is his YouTube. He has been on the ground. What is his name? His name is Eric West. This is, uh, I have the list. He actually did a video, I think a night or two ago, and that's where I got this list. And I'm looking to interview him uh, because we are going to be making a filing, a complaint with the uh, United States Justice Department against this because there is no, I, I, I don't know, you know, if, if they are doing a, an investigation, it's not going to be public, but we want to make sure that they know the people want them to do this investigation. So, and, and if you are interested and if you have legal capacity, if you are a person that's got resources, talents, honestly, Maui and Hawaii needs your help. We need to get involved. We need to ask questions and we need to be seeing what's really happening here and getting accountability from our officials. That's not my forte, as you all know, um, but I really support those that that is. And I'm hoping this will reach you and that you will be able to get connected to the right places that we can be of service. And really, really, it's about protecting our island home. Honestly, for all of us, you know, it's like none of us want to be involved in anything really, right? But we have to be because otherwise our own safety, our, our neighbor, our ohana, this is our families. These are our, our aunties, our uncles. They're people that are important to all of us because if we lose we're only as great as our weakest link, right? So we really have to work together. And I, what I heard Josh Green say at the end of that speech was, well, you know, climate change and AI are our solutions. I mean, we're just going to have to figure this out. That's really what it came down to, which to me is obviously a political ploy. I'm thinking, who is filling your pockets? That's really, it comes down to the money. This is politics, people. Let's not forget, I, you know, it's about money. It's a power grab. Everything is power, money. And, and here we've got blatant land grabs, blatant things happening right in front of us. And I mean, we need to talk about it. We need to figure out how to move forward. And so let, give us that list, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, and I also want to say too, in my view, you know, again, I'm a fitness and wellness instructor. There's, the, we, there's a light inside of our body. We are all here for a reason. And I feel it's because this darkness, this evilness that has been running the world for a very, very long time is ending. I really, really, yes, truly feel that. Is. And I feel that it's each, each one of our kulianas to do our part. That's why standtogetherhawaii.com, you can go there, click join us, 
So you get on the email list. So when I tell when I when I have all this documentation ready for the U.S. Uh, Depart- Justice Department of Justice, you can send this in with all of us. We can do it together, and that's um, that's really crucial. That we as Ohana around the world stand up against this evil. You know, it's so easy. Someone, you know, we're also having a we're filing a complaint with the uh, Maui police chief, which I'll share in a little bit as well. But you know, so I got I got a, 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 a comment on my YouTube channel that said, you know, do you ha- just have an email? <laughs> you know, some of this stuff you have to print out, you got to go get it, if it's better to get it notarized, or have somebody witness it, and then mail it, and it's better to do certified mail. So you know, they got it. So you know, it does take effort. And but what is what, do, what are you standing for? Because guess what, slavery, really easy. They, they, they tell you where to live. They tell you what to eat. They tell you where you can travel and you can't travel. They tell you how much money you're going to have. But you, so that's, that's very convenient if you're a slave and that's no problem. But when you want freedom, it's going to take a little bit of something. And many people fought and died and, and gave their, the, the biggest price for that. So we can mail something in for the people of Lahaina. We can, you know, go get it notarized if it's the best way to do it. We can do this for our ohana that lost their lives, that our children were incinerated. In and also, the, uh, Eric West talks about the children. There are many children that are not being accounted for. Also, on that on that that talk I saw you in, Josh Green quoted a loss of ninety seven people, which is absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd and it's insulting. It's insulting and it's blatantly a lie. And that is, I mean, like when you're lying blatantly to everyone who knows anything, it's, I mean, none of us believe that, right? Come on. Does anybody here believe that only 97 people died? Give me a break. So when you're blatantly lying and we know it, then the rest of everything that came out of your mouth, why would we think that's the truth? Really, absolutely. So you know, we—if you know people, and you are in a place that you have power to do something, please let's do it. This is it. So you know, in the intuitive realm, which, which I love that Michelle brought in because this is intuitive talk story, and we talk about the light all day long. We are the light, and here is when we get to activate because we are all needed. This is not about everyone is unique, everyone is fabulous, and everyone is important. And I just want to give thanks and commend Michelle on being brave and following her her own guidance to be led to do these things and to instigate and to go down the rabbit hole, so to speak. It, it's, you know, it can be hard, dirty work, honestly. All these things of finding truth and bringing things to the light, you know, it's, it's not... Um, it's not necessarily easy, nor is it fun. And a lot of people, you know, of course, doubt those things, or you might get called names that are ridiculous and just really take light away from the truth. Back to if you're telling the truth, great, let's just put it under the microscope. Everyone, if what you said is true, let's put it under the microscope. If what I'm saying is not true, let's put it under the microscope. I don't want to argue about anything. I want to know what's really going on so we can be proactive together. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about what Michelle is saying is this is a way for us to come together and use our skills, our tools 
to create and evoke change, which is really needed right now because people are doing things without our knowledge. We're not aware of this. We didn't know. I didn't know those things were happening. I don't know those laws are being changed. And then I feel a little helpless when you know you hear about it, right? Like you think, well, what can I do? I'm just a citizen. I don't, I'm not even a political person, right? So I really give thanks that you're taking that helm and doing that. And yay, I want to give my notarized letter or whatever I need so that you know we can get this going and we can all create safety, security, and true sustainability as we move forward. Amen to that. Yeah, so again, standtogetherhawaii.com. You can click on action, and that will take you, it'll show you step by step. I make things as, as simple as possible of what, what we're going to be uh, filing against the police chief. So I just, uh, before I go into that, the last, one of the last things I want to share is that people need to understand the way this was set up. The emergency director was off island. He also had zero experience in emergency and he out he out um, beat uh, forty different applicants for that position, and we don't know who his deputy was. There was a deputy on charge. We don't know the uh, poli- I believe the fire chief was off I- off off island or on another location. We don't know who was in charge of the fire people, so that we don't know that the mayor was shown on social media saying everything was fine. The governor was not in the state. Yeah, the fire chief was not on the island. So um, no emergency broadcast systems were ignited. There was no telecommunications. And Eric West talks a lot about that, how communications in general have not been, have been spotty. Even getting information out of Maui now is difficult. It's like they don't want you to know. So and and that that families can't even go in. They were not allowed to go into the burn zone. If you lost your home and you have a safe sitting there. You weren't allowed to go there and get your own belongings. They they did disallowed these people going to their own homes. That is fishy. Why? That doesn't make sense. Oh, if you're concerned about safety, put on an N95 mask. There's other way. Other people were going in there. You had security teams going in there. You have FEMA going in there, but that not the own residents. So these are all questionable situations, and people have lost property. They've lost their belongings. They've lost. Then everything was burned, and you even did the right thing and had it safe, and and you still didn't get it because something because this was happening. So none of this makes any sense. And that's really, for me, why I'm like, what's going on? None of this makes sense. The things I'm seeing don't add up. And I'm not personally for an AI-run smart city. I am for the organic template of life and for us being with our land, creating trees, living farms, helping one another, and living in that way as we do here in Javi, right? As I think many of us really support this beautiful lifestyle of being in respect and being Pono with each other and with the earth and the place where we live. So if we would like to maintain that aloha spirit, you know, these kind of things are are definitely, in in my view, seeming like things that can um, pose a problem to the way of life we now enjoy. Absolutely. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So what I want to share is that uh, we the, the we're filing a complaint with the police commissioner against the Maui police chief to get things investigated of his actions and this uh, and then we are going to focus on the justice department for the governor but here's here's the things that we are complaining about so several maui locals have testified that police officials physically blocked egress the leaving the fire area from lahaina to safety forcing vehicles to turn around into dangerous conditions in which many 
possibly thousands perished. Uh, the police chief acting as the coroner, this is actually, um, this is a major conflict of interest. And in this, even though House H Hawaii House Bill 869, it's not a law yet, but um, it's currently, it was currently, um, it's still live and possibly going toward becoming a law. Uh, it shows that um, making coroners independent from law enforcement will promote transparency, avoid conflict of interest, and encourage more confidence in coroners' ruling. But the police chief has not been transparent with his findings and evidence in compiling this and, and this non-wildfire that it was. Uh, witnesses have provided photos and very unusual corpses, like I said. And there was actually another picture, too, of a dog that was totally on his back, legs straight out, fur still on him. He still had fur on, but he was dead. And I asked the fire captain, I showed him the picture. Is this normal? He said, no. He said, an animal will hide or try to escape. And he, this dog was in the middle of the street and it would, in a, in a regular wildfire, it would be ash. You know, you may be able to have a skeleton or again, the teeth, but not a full dog, so this is like frozen. So that's impossible. So the other things... Oh, uh, I love that you shared about um, the Fourth Amendment, the, the freedom of speech, the freedom of the press. You cannot, the First Amendment, so our rights come from God, everybody. Our rights do not come from the Constitution. The Constitution protects our rights. We have unalienable rights from God, from our Creator, that nobody can take away an emergency proclamation does not supersede the Constitution. Nothing supersedes the Constitution. So the other thing that he did was he violated the freedom of the press and, and also the, um, the Fourth Amendment, which is that protects people from unreasonable search and seizures by the government. That's what they were doing. They were violating these two amendments that protects our rights that we already have from God. So basically, they let strangers go in to their prop to these people's property, sift through the property, not allowing the owner, the homeowner, to go in. Yet we have the president who goes into the area without a mask on, no protective gear, but this is supposed to be a very dangerous place, and the no-fly zone. Why in the world would they not allow a drone, which it doesn't affect a person, to go and fly over an area? That's never been done. I even asked the, the fire captain, 33-year fire captain, I said, is it normal to put up a screen around uh, a fire area. He said, no. I said, is normal to have somebody not allow drone coverage? He said, no. And in fact, I don't know if you guys have seen the picture, the video where it shows the fire circling Lahaina. There was a fire that circled. I saw that. You saw that? Oh, yes. Okay. I asked him. I that said, doesn't happen. Hello? Is this normal? <laughs> he said, no. He says, the way the fire will run is with the wind. He said, it'll go in a line and it'll go with the current of the wind. He said, it's not going to be in a circle. And it was burned a from total the inside. Circle. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. And then the last thing that we are uh, filing a complaint again with the police commissioner against the Maui police chief asking for him to be investigated is that the police chief authorized and allowing evidence of this unusual fire to be destroyed and removed mm. without investigation. Mm. So this man, this man, uh, John Pelletier, who comes to us from Las Vegas, which had the big, the largest shooting. 
uh, deadliest shooting in mass history, in history of the United States, uh, with leaving tons of questions unanswered in that investigation. He comes here, he out, he, he goes over, you know, they, they don't hire a local Hawaiian to be police, uh, to be a police chief. They hire this man. Not only do they hire him, they give him a 29% raise within like a, a very short time. And so have any of you out there, have any of you gotten a 30, a 29% raise? Because I've never gotten a 29% raise <laughs> right after, you know, being hired. Right. So, and also he also brings over his deputy, doesn't hire somebody local that's, you know, hey, I'm here, I'm, I'm new. Let me hire a new Hawaiian local so I can be in with the Ohana and, you know, get to know everybody. No, I'm going to bring my deputy who was there for the Vegas shooting when there was so many questions asked but never got answered. Let's bring him over. Yeah, so this this all stinks to high, you know, where. And uh, the, we are submitting this um, complaint with the police commission, which anybody around the world can do. You do not have to live on the Hawaii Islands to do this. Just go to StandTogetherHawaii.com, click on action. It's the first. It's the first action, and it gives you a step by step of how to do this. Yes, yes. Okay, we're going to take a quick station break, and we'll be right back. It's a rare and special thing for this small community at the end of the road in the middle of the Pacific to have its own community radio station. KNKR has been on the air for eight years now, and with your continued generosity, we can be on the air for another eight years. Keep us in mind when you have a few extra bucks. Go to our website, knkr.org, and find the donate button. It's simple and it's easy to donate to KNKR. There will be a presentation on Wednesday, October 4th from 7 to 8 p.m. by nonprofit Ho'ola Napua to help you kokua our island community about what our sex trafficking statistics are, the myths, and how to identify possible victims. Learn what this organization is doing to help them. The meeting will be at the Temple of Spiritual Healing and Education above Kapa'au Vet, 54-3876 Akonipule Highway. For more information or to attend via Zoom, call or text Reverend April at 808-989-5995. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Yael. Please join us every Thursday from 3 to 4 on KNKR LP 96.1 FM for a show so far music from around the world. Just as we washed up on the big island from distant shores, each week we will bring you music from places far away. Join us on a world tour of music without ever leaving our beautiful North Kohala. We will bring you music that we love and would like to share with you. We know that some of it might be new to listeners in North Kohala, but we hope that you will find it interesting, enriching, and enjoyable to your ear and to your soul. We might add an occasional liner note and thoughts that we have about the regions and the music. We would love to hear what you think. 
So far, music from around the world with David and Yael, Thursdays from 3 to 4. So far, you see the sky, you cry, you don't know why. This is Isla Allgood of Women's Voices. Join me every Monday and Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here on KNKRLP. 96.1 FM Kohala. All right, and we are back with Intuitive Talk Story. This is Mikkel Anna, and we're talking with um, my special guest today, Michelle Melendez. I'm going to give it back over to her. She's got a few more juicy morsels to share with us right now. Yes, uh, again, mahalo so much for listening, everybody. You can find uh, me at standtogetherhawaii.com. And also on YouTube, you can go to Blossom Inner Wellness, Blossom Inner, I-N-N-E-R, Wellness, to find all of these videos about Maui, all of my interviews. I'm actually also going to be interviewing a legislator um, person who actually says that she knows uh, that she's been um, finding or believes that there's over a thousand people that have been uh, passed on from this uh, horrible Maui fire in Lahaina. So I'm going to be interviewing her uh, next within the next week. Um, Yes. So the last thing I want to share about this is that um, there's no accurate accounting uh, for the missing people and every single time the governor talks, he never mentions missing people. He mentions the death count. He mentions how many people are um, are housed, rehoused. He mentions how much money has you know been destroyed. But he never talks about the missing people. He doesn't talk about how many missing children or how many children have have died. Even the even the Maui mayor was asked by a reporter, "You have not. You have over a hundred bodies." corpses how many are children and he just walked away he wouldn't even answer that question and then the other thing around this is very very interesting and and questionable is that there's no roll call fema actually told schools and this is um uh, this is from uh, eric west and um yes that he actually that the fema actually told the schools not to call parents because they were not qualified to make the call. So that doesn't make any sense, everybody. And that's what we're questioning. We're, we want an investigation. Where are the children? And, and I saw a report too, and I did watch a video, and it may have been uh, Eric West who did the one I'm, I'm thinking of, but he showed the buses in the parking lot of the school. So those, as far as I'm aware, the children were supposedly sent home early with no notice or notification to their parents. They were not notified that their children would be at home alone on this day, A. Secondly, there is a parking lot full of buses. I believe there was 12 buses in this parking lot. Before the fire, there were 12 buses in this parking lot. After the fire, I think there are six buses in this parking lot, and none of them have burned. None of them have had a scratch to the buses, but the buses are missing. And no one is, no one is, accounting for this no one is saying where do these buses go so this is and 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 they and uh there was accounting and that there have been as far as the re-enrollment in school there is about i think i think he said the number was somewhere between a thousand and twelve hundred not accounted for in re-enrollment 
to the Maui schools. So that's a thousand children that have not been accounted for, either in death count or in missing person. There is a problem here. We need to ask again more questions. So anyone out there who's feeling this information, who if you are a lawyer, if you are a high rank person, if you are a person of power, we ask for your help to get involved and to, um, you know, stand for truth. Really, that's what we're trying to do here is, is learn and learn and discover and stand for the truth of Hawaii and its people and that people are taken care of, told the truth and given the resources they need. Um, yeah. Yeah, the other thing I want to share is that if you are on Lahaina, you can, um, there's a there's a registry and uh, it's going to be on my website. I think it's uh, lahainaregistry.com. I'm sorry, I don't think that that's actually accurate. But um, there's a registry so we can know if you are uh, alive. <laughs> so because there's no, there's no accurate account for the people there. I mean, how hard is it to count your na- to count the neighbors? You know, so I know, Michelle, you've got a group of people involved in your organization. um, And tell us a little bit about that. And then maybe ways that if anybody would like to get involved um, on the ground and help that. Yes, absolutely. So um, I have a a a dear friend of mine who found me many years ago when I started doing this work. She uh, actually works for the National Security. And she, I always run things past her. And so we are uh, working together on doing the documentation to take to the Justice Department to file a a complaint and demand an investigation for these fires. And also... um, she is helping with the um, the complaint against the the Maui police chief, and then I, I you know, uh, BJ Penn. I was able to uh, interview him, so we're we're working together on getting more information out to the people as well. Um, and then just a lot of people have been really great in in contacting me. Uh, different firefighters, different again the arborist. He's uh, just been incredible. And there's actually so this is a good thing. There's actually a, a international. Uh, cr- a criminal lawyer who's asked about the um, uh, the arborist and and he's looking into this. So I just want to say thank you so much to all of you lawyers and all of you people who are taking some action and questioning things. I know it's super easy to just run your life, pay your bills, you know, take care of your own 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 life, but. This could have been any of us, you guys. This could have been Kona. This could have been Hilo. This could have been Javi. You know, we don't know. But we have to look because this is happening all over the world. Canada's burning down. Australia's back to burning down. So many places. Tennessee, you know, what happened to East Palestine when the, when the trucks fell over with all the toxins and they lit the toxins on fire that then got into the air and the water and the land all over East Palestine. This is the United States. East Palestine, United States of America, and nothing was done for those people. So we don't, this could happen anywhere, but it's got to stop here. It stops with the death of Lahaina. That's right. That's right. Oh, I can't, I so agree. And there is so much um, coming to light around the world. And um, I really appreciate your bravery in bringing these things to light and being willing to take the plunge and to do these things and to stand for freedom. And again, encouraging all of us out there, you know, Pamela, uh, DJ P Love is doing tech for us today. A shout out to her. She's running the list here of the Venmos 
of the people in Lahaina that need help. And the list is hugely long. It's devastating. It's sad. And if any of us, everybody out there, you know, we live in a community of people, you know, let's all do something. I myself am not a, a rich person. I don't have a, a ton of money, but I have a ton of love. And I do help and give where I can. I'm trying to give. You know, I, I've given a few dollars myself, and I will do more as the time comes and I'm able. But I really impart to those of you who have a lot of money, and you're just like, you know, I got a lot. You know, these people could really use your help. They really could. They're, there's 1,400 of them on this Venmo mm-hmm. list that we just offered out. Lahaina underscore uh, families underscore Venmo. There are 1,400 families on there that all lost their homes and their livelihoods and everything they have. So obviously anything any of us can do is going to be um, greatly appreciated. So I also wanted to mention it's LahainaFireVictimsRegistry.org. LahainaFireVictimsRegistry.org. If you're in Lahaina, please register yourself so that we can get, that's, I think, I believe Eric West is the one who started this registry. I'm, I'm not sure exactly who it was, but um, LahainaFireVictimsRegistry.org. Let us know that you're okay so we can, we can do our own count because they're not counting for the missing people. You so guys. this is really about the people working for the people right here, like taking matters into our own hands. We've been relying on other people to do things for us and believing those things for quite some time. And maybe it's time for us to take matters into our own hands. Eric West is really, and work in accordance to the laws that we would like to be governed by, right? As a community, we're willing to obviously work in righteousness and respect and, and govern ourselves in the places of community and, and working together. And I think this is what this is about is transparency, accountability, and true freedom. And a shout out to Eric West, who's been doing all that on the ground reporting on Maui, getting real information from Maui out to the world. And he is really, I listened to his last video and he was feeling quite desperate in my view of like, please share this with the world, which really, you know, also touched my heart to do this show today, to bring Michelle here, because we all need to be brave. We all need to say things. We all need to stand up. We all need to do a little more and be willing to ask more questions and then work together. So if you're already doing something out there in this vein, connect Let's connect the dots. You know, we don't need to reinvent the wheel on anything anywhere. So the more of us, if there's people are already tackling this, get in touch with Michelle so you guys can join forces. As we move forward in the time to come, I just want to remind us all that we are moving into a time of greater cooperation as we build the new earth. And in light of everything we've been talking about, let us also claim now that the light has already prevailed and the community that we want to live in is manifest and is here now as we build the new earth and we walk and stand into our power. We choose love. We choose bravery. We choose honor. We choose integrity. We are creating the reality that we want to live in. And that's really what this is about is us rising into really standing in the truth for ourselves, for one another, true sovereignty, true freedom, moving forward in a new earth template that we all want to be in. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us here today on Intuitive Talk Story. It's been quite a pleasure to have you. Thank you for all of the information and resources and your dedication and hard work. It is so greatly appreciated. And um, is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, Yeah, just everybody who's listening to this, it's not a mistake that you're here and we're here together doing this work. We each are light beings. We have our kuleana 
follow our guidance and trust in that higher power. Yes. Mahalo. Mahalo nui lo keakua. We give thanks to come together here today to share this information. May we have all heard it with an open, receptive heart. May we take it into our minds. May we process this information. May we feel and meditate upon it. And may we see what source God energy has for our each one of us and how we can be a blessing, how we can do our part, how we can really rise into co-creating the unity which we are creating and is manifest now. And so it is. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pamela, for being here. Thank you, Michelle. Until next time when my co-host will return, Miss Isla, I look forward to having her back. And it's been great. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Aloha. The Koala Night Market returns on Wednesday, October 4th from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Koala Resilience Hub Barn. The theme this month is Boogie Wonderland, with a live DJ spinning the tunes. The community is invited to shop locally produced food and crafts, and food trucks will be cooking up some local grinds. That's the Kohala Night Market on Wednesday, October 4th, from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Kohala Resilience Hub Barn. See you there.